Welcome to the Lowdown. How are you? Another beautiful day. Definitely fall, but the sun is shining. We've got baseball. There's a chill in the air. But what is it? Sometime this afternoon, like 138, 238, something like that. Toronto Blue Jays are in the postseason against the Minnesota Twins. Jays, Twins, game one. Are you nervous? Of course you are. If you care, you're nervous. There's nothing like playoff baseball. You hang on every pitch. Unable to remember how many beers you had, how many hot dogs you've had. And then, you know, later you you know you've had a lot. But you hold on to that sliver of hope. And, and I think the Jays, everybody's talking about the pitching matchup being about even. I think the Jays have the edge. We'll see. The best thing in the world that isn't illegal is playoff baseball. And especially when your team's in it. I know you're nervous. I know you got that feeling in the pit of your stomach and nothing else really matters. Your boss is giving you instructions about some really important thing and you're like, don't care, don't care, don't care, don't care. I get it. I understand it. I understand playoff baseball very well. I'm just going to encourage you to enjoy it. Whatever you like to do. If it's sneaking out of where you know, one of the things I know about Edmonton is most head offices are in Toronto and there'll be one person sitting back at work, and everybody else is heading to the the local watering hole to watch the game. And why not? It's the Toronto Blue Jays. Love it. You can reach us at sports1440.ca, iHeartRadio, Radio Player Canada. Text or call us 1-833-401-1440 on Twitter at Low Tide and at Declan Kruger. And the Low Tide is driven by Wolf GMC Buick. New name, but same great team. Find them on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. WolfGMCBuick.com. Our guest today, Daniel Nugent Bowman from The Athletic, will stop in. We'll talk about last night's game and some young players looking very good. Steve Simmons from the Toronto Sun will help us preview the Jays Twins. And we'll talk about the impact of minor hockey in the Edmonton area and in rural areas across Canada. Okay. Jays Twins. The first thing you want to know is how important is the starter? Well, it's vital. You just absolutely have to have a really good starter going into the game. Both teams do. Good pitching beats good hitting. If you if your if you if your starter gets out of the first inning without giving up a run, that's a victory. Oftentimes, even aces have a hard time with the nerves and the situation that they're in and they're maybe they're overthrowing the ball or the the moment is a little bit too big for them. I don't think I don't think either starter today will have that problem, but you never know. And if you're like, "Oh, I'll catch it starting and don't do you have to watch all the pitches." Trust me on this. Because things happen. In a pivotal game in 81 when the Expos were playing the Dodgers, there was first and third and Andre Dawson hit into a double play. And that was the best chance the Expos had to score. And they did score one run, but not enough. And they lost on a Rick Monday home run. It all matters. Everything matters. Every pitch matters today. Be there. You can't go, it's, it, you can't go halfway in on, on postseason baseball. It's all there is. It's, you breathe it. I've had my say. We'll talk to Steve Simmons about that. He's his, I saw him on a podcast talking about all the important things like, you know, home runs and pitching and defense. We forget about defense. It's important. I worry a little about the Jays in the infield, but I won't talk about it today because we're all about the confidence. Orders won in Seattle last night. 
There's a few players I want to talk about, and there's a few players I want to talk about that I never thought I'd be talking about. Hello, Ben Gleason. What the hell is going on here? He looks better than everybody. <laughs> I mean, if I'll say this, I think if Matias Ekholm is injured to start the year, Ben Gleason makes the club and he plays. Wow. Wow, what a player he is. I mean, he's jailbreak with the puck, passes it well. His defensive work is going to be the 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 Achilles heel, but it's not so bad right now. And we're late now in the preseason, folks. That was a late preseason game. There were a lot of NHL players on both sides of the puck. Ben Gleason. Dylan Holloway, he's he's made it. I don't know if he's going to score. I said on draft day, I said good player, don't know if he's going to score, and I still don't. But he can play. He is going to be at the very least a good two-way winger, kind of an Ethan Morrow type, maybe not as rugged, but maybe a little more offense. He can, he has wheels. That guy can, and he touches the puck a lot, and that's always a good sign. At some point, they're going to try him with Leon or, or Connor McDavid, and we'll really find out what kind of offense he can bring. What you'd like to see is him have success, sign a, a, a second deal that isn't for a lot of coin, and then blossom, then turn into that, remember that Mike Kruselniski season where he scored 45 goals. I don't know if he can do that, but man, that guy has wheels. Xavier Borgo is such an interesting player for me because every year I do a draft ranking, and it's all really on math. It's how many points per game does a player uh, post in his draft year, and then how how strong is the junior league he plays in. Now, Borgo's from the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, a very strong league, and he had eye-popping numbers. So I had him in the top 15, and the Oilers got him a little later than that. So I thought it was a really good pick, but you never know. You never know. Borgo last night against NHL competition, two pretty impressive goals. He's exactly where he should have been. Great hand-eye, quick-released. Music. Tyler Wright somewhere going, I told you guys. Doesn't do him any good, but Tyler Wright had a good night last night. Raphael Lavoie, I think he's made the team. I don't know what they'll do at center. Maybe it's Derek Ryan. I don't know. But I think he's made the team. I'm serious. I think think Raphael Lavoie has made the team. Unless they trade him for Jake Evans or whomever. But I think he's made the team. He's done enough, and they're not going to keep Borgo. I don't think they're going to keep Ernie. I don't think they're going to keep Peterson. That noise in the background is my friend Declan typing. Did you want? Sorry, did you want me to address it? Or no, I just I, just, I, I was talking away, and I'm like, "What is that?" No, and then I'm like, you know. No. But you are a machine back there. I know it's so loud. It's like an old school typewriter. But no. can I tell you, it does not disturb me at all. Thank you. And Appreciate I proved that. that by drawing attention to it. Yeah, so. Yes, yeah, clearly. <laughs> clearly. Well done. You can go back to your business now. It's okay. I want to talk today, ladies and gentlemen, about a man named Philip Roberg and about Edmonton Oilers fans and how little you like defensemen. And it's a thing, I get it, because defensemen are defending, and by nature, when they make a mistake, bad things happen. So we tend to feel they are responsible, and anger and rage rule the earth. This has been going on since Paul Coffey. This has been going on since Tom Pody. This has been going on since Justin Schultz. And for some reason, you have chosen this time to speed bag 
Philip Broberger is not even an offensive defenseman. He has very good foot speed, and he's a big man. And I would say most of his value is on the defensive side of the puck, although that pass to Margot last night was gorgeous. I would encourage you as an Oiler fan, if you're really interested in understanding the game, do yourself a favor this year. Take one team in the NHL that is not the Edmonton Oilers and watch them as much as you can. If you get center ice, it's easy to do. But watch all of the defensemen who play for another team like 40 times this year. And you know what you're going to find out? You're going to find out that every defenseman makes mistakes. You're going to find out the only ones you really care about are the Edmonton Oilers' mistakes. And you're going to find out that odds are the guy that you are mad at, the guy who's still developing, the guy who has calm feet but is still learning on the job, isn't the worst defenseman you're going to see. And maybe you'll have something we call perspective. And I'm not trying to talk down to you, but I am tiring of people picking a guy to to be mad at all the time. Darnell Nurse is an example. I think Philip Broberg is another one. I understand you want the team to draft all forwards, but that's not Philip Broberg's fault. Yell at Ken Holland. The idea that Philip Broberg is public enemy number one is so wrong-headed. You know, he has a tough job. And I remember sitting in the stands with my son. His favorite player was Tom Pody. And y'all turned him into a Vancouver Canucks fan. So be careful what you do when you're booing a guy who's trying his best for the home team and you're mad at him because the Edmonton Oilers chose somebody else. I've said my piece. I shall move on. The other thing I want to talk about, and I guess Ben Gleason would be the best subject to talk about here is small sample sizes. The, the, the big brains, the gigantic brains of analytics, they tell me 200 minutes is what you need to see. You need to see a player in the National Hockey League for 200 minutes at five on five or a line, a trio, a pairing for 200 minutes before you know what's going on at five on five. Well, guess what? We haven't seen that from Ben Gleason. We do know that Vincent DeHarnay has struggled. He did last night. And there have been times that Broberg struggled a little bit. But if you're, if you're looking to replace those guys with Ben Gleason on the basis of the minutes he's played so far this year, I would suggest respectfully, that's a bridge too far. You're expecting too much. Ben Gleason is what they used to call a flash in the pan. There was a band called Flash and the Pan, and they did a song called Driver's Seat in the late 1970s. That's a good one. I think Philip Broberg makes the team. I think they're going to risk Ben Gleason's waivers. And I suspect if he does clear waivers, he'll be on the team at some point in time. The only thing that's out there in the ether that we have to at least consider is Matthias Ekholm's availability for game one. And when I said that word, I meant availability. I don't know where I was going with it, but it it was headed in a, a, a very strange direction. Are you Are you all set for Twang Tuesday? Do you have the song list ready? Have you done any prep at all? I'm ready for Twang Tuesday. I mean, look, I have the genre down. 
Do you yeah, know the far, song you're going to play? What's the song coming out of the next break? I have I have one in mind. I'm going to check with you during the break to see if it's okay with you. Is but it I a do country have song, or are you just making it up as you go? No, it's a country song. It's a country song uh, by a guy who was formerly the front man of Hootie and the Blowfish. So you may know where I'm going with that one. I'll see what you, what you well, think about it. Anything Hootie is fine by me. I love Hootie, too. This one is when he went solo, when old Darius went solo. So, again, I'm going to check with you during the break. Plenty of time. Uh, <laughs> but I didn't forget, and I am ready. You know what I like about you is, is that... that when I, I when I fake call you out, you play it straight. I overexplain everything, right? No, but you you believe me. You haven't told me to go to hell or any of that yet. <laughs> no, I, I know one day you will. You whatever, Mitchell. Why don't you mind your own business? Do your own prep. No, never. I just want to do a good job. And if I'm getting you're screamed at, I want to. I want nobody. <laughs> nobody. Who's complained about the job you're doing? Maybe Hallie behind my back. No, but Seems Hallie like is he like, would do. I mean, he. You guys had a show together, and he I dropped did. you like a hot potato. And he don't love me like that. Man, <laughs> cruel summer for you. Wow, that was bad. Uh, we're going to have this in our rumors segment, but an NHL scout shared with Boston Hockey Now's Jimmy Murphy that teams are expressing interest in Bruins defender Matt Grizzlick. The reason is because the Bruins like Mason Lowry. He's a young player out of college. They drafted him way out of order. And he is there. This is pretty cool. This is the kind of thing that does happen. I'll tell you famously, in I believe Ought 3, Patrice Bergeron went to camp with the Boston Bruins. Second round pick in 03. And it was almost immediate. You know... You can go back in the archives, and if the, if if training camp started September sixteenth, by the eighteenth, there was a buzz. What the hell? This guy knows everything. He's doing really well. Everything we tell him to do, he does it properly, and he's one of the better centers out there. What the hell's going on? Oh my God! Patrice Bergeron made the team, and he's on his way to the Hall of Fame. It sometimes happens. That's called scouting, boys and girls, and how the Montreal Canadiens missed on Patrice Bergeron is one of the great mysteries of life. And I'm not going to laugh out loud because it didn't involve Sam Pollock, but it was pretty funny. And my Bruins got him. Okay, headlines on the way in the community is coming up. We're going to talk about hockey in Edmonton and in rural areas of Canada. Going to throw you some numbers uh, that the Scotia Bank did a study on, or they, you know, paid for a study to be done. And I think it's really important that at the beginning of this year we uh, we we understand and realize that. You know, we know what industries dominate our society and the reasons why we have a great economy. But sports, and specifically hockey in this town, it is a monster, an absolute monster. And we'll talk about that. Steve Simmons will join us in hour number two to talk about the Toronto Blue Jays. He's from the Toronto Star. And our friend Daniel Nugent Bowman will pop by and give his opinion on the Oilers, where this final roster spot's going, and what on earth do we do with a man named Ben Gleason? This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's Twang Tuesday on Sports 1440 and the Lowdown. That's nice. We had a little mandolin there, guitar, some fiddle. Really nice song. I really wanted to play the original version by Old Crow Medicine Show, but it wasn't in the system. Maybe I'll get it and we'll play it out of a different mm-hmm. break, but uh, I had to settle for this version. I, uh, I will tell you that if you play Old Town Road, I will chase you down and punish you. I wouldn't dream of it. Okay. And not that I don't like the song. I've just heard it too much. Yeah, it did get a little bit, a uh, little bit overplayed oh there. God, so I'll, yeah. I'll stay away from it. And you know, I mean, I don't know. You know how you get sick of a song? What's a song you're sick of? I uh, I listened to uh, 
Clash by Dave and Stormzy on repeat so much that I still like it, but it's like now it's like a yeah, you know, I get that. That, one, that, that one's recent. That's why it comes to mind. When I was uh, young, I bought um, early on. I bought the forty five of Ballroom Blitz by Sweet, and then I bought the album, and then it was on the radio as a big hit. And by the end of the whatever it was, sixteen weeks that it was a hit, I could not stand that song. I do love that song, but I see where you're coming from. I, that one could get, no. get old for me if fast If I as hear well. it now, I'm fine. By the way, do you sing? Could you sing for us? No. Are you sure? I mean, I could do it, but I'm, I'm, I'm bad at it. But could you sing for us? Heading down south to the land of the pines and thumbing my way. Not I, bad. I just asked you. I didn't want you to. Oh, I, I misunderstood. But you sang, you know, I mean, I, I could see in your, your face that you were, you know, feeling emotion. There was passion in it, for yeah. sure. I Listen, I know it's not good. I'm self-aware. No, no, but I, I, we don't know because I interrupted you and I ran all over it and there wasn't musical accompaniment. It was, you know, it was watch the NFL or learn to sing and from an early age, I went with watch the NFL. So now I'm here. Well, and you're doing a hell of a job there. <laughs> <laughs> it is time for In the Community, brought to you by United Sport & Cycle, where you can save up to 35%. United Sport & Cycle, your home of hockey for over 95 years. So I'm going to tell you a story. I read the Scotiabank put this out a while ago, Economic Impact of Hockey in Canada. The reason I thought of talking about this is uh, in another life many years ago, I worked in sales, and I sat next to a handsome man, named Kent Simpson, and uh, I heard Kent's name 10,000 times a day because if he wasn't sitting in the chair next to mine, ladies from the office would walk by and ask me, hey, where's Kent Simpson? And I was not hurt at all by this constant barrage of where's Kent Simpson's. I just, I embraced him as a friend, and we talked about his life. And Kent was a guy who played pro hockey in Europe successfully for quite some time and he's now in Kelowna and he works in radio and real estate and uh, has a side part according to his Twitter handle and I think he did when I knew him and he would tell me about friends of his who lived in Edmonton who would buy sticks and get their shades skate sharpened and they'd be gone by you know end of July early August to play in Europe and we talked at length about the community of hockey in Edmonton and not just the NHL. The NHL gets a lot of attention, and, and I get that, and I get why, and I understand it. But if you look at what's here, there's, there's university hockey, there's uh, WHL, there's AJHL, there's all kinds of, of levels of hockey going all the way down to, I mean, what do they call what's, do they, Is it still Pee Wee? Is that what they call it? I know it's not, you know. Yeah, Pee Wee and Adam. Okay. Pee Wee and Adam. Right. So it's it's all the way down to very young age. And if you know a hockey family, you know that they're a hockey family. They're the ones backing out of the garage at 4 a.m. And it is a life. So this economic impact study, what I what what drew me to it was not just the high end, but they did a little bit of looking into what smaller communities get or or how they're impacted. So two point six billion moves directly between communities in Canada each year as a result of hockey. That's hockey-related. Tourism, all the things. Small towns, tourism acts as a key driver. Of the $2.6 in direct hockey-related impact, more than $1 billion flows into communities of less than 100,000 people. Now, I don't know if Red Deer still qualifies, but St. Albert Wood and, um, you know, Lethbridge, I think Wood, Medicine Hat, Fort McMurray, all of those communities. 
the numbers are are mind boggling because we don't often think of hockey as a as an industry, even though it is. There's a lot of Ken Simpsons out there who pay taxes here, live here, and and go over to Europe, earn their money, but the they're based here, and that helps drive the economy. And I'm not I'm not putting a number on it. I'm just saying that that if you added up all the players, all the coaches, there's 150,000 Canadians volunteering for hockey. That's coaching, admin, tournaments, an average of five hours a week across the country. Nearly 2,500 rinks in the country, and I want to list them because it's important. In Ontario, there's 900. In Alberta, there's 420. Quebec, 358. Manitoba, 203. BC, 186. Saskatchewan, 165. New Brunswick, 85, and on down the line. Yukon has seven. By the way, when I was a kid, there were very, very, very few players from Vancouver and the Lower Mainland. John Ferguson was the only player from Vancouver I ever recall having a hockey card, um, that I would have a hockey card by, like, 1970. Now, it, it booms now, and, you know, Burnaby's produced Joe Sackick and Ryan Nugent Hopkins. But the, the industry is massive. The, the, the opportunities are massive. And so when we're talking about in the community, I thought today would, and we're going to talk baseball uh, later in the week because it's also a, a big, big part of our community. But the, the dollar amount, and, and what I don't like to do is to attach a big number to it because a big number is, is like unbelievable. You know, with the numbers I've given you now, they're from Scotiabank study. So, you know, the, we will assume they're pretty accurate. But the idea that that the tax base has increased, the amount of money that, that goes into the community from the sport of hockey, all different walks of life. It's pretty massive. It really is. And I don't know that we've had a, I don't know that nationwide we've really put a dollar on it, like hung a dollar on it. But I know it's massive and it's big. And when we're talking about a community, we always talk about how important it is, and we all agree how important it is. But the economic impact, if hockey went away in our town, it would be a big damn deal. In the community brought to you by United Sport and Cycle, ask them. Ask United Sport and Cycle how important it is. And you, you swam, right? Like you never played hockey. Never played hockey. I mean, I, I did a lot of sports, but yeah, I was, I was a swimmer. Did you, can you skate? Oh, yeah, of course. Because you've got the, you know, your, your legs would be, I think, strong. Oh yeah, my le- yeah. Not Running now that you're swimming. a noodle radio guy, but back <laughs> in the day, yeah, my legs were pretty good. No, I can skate, but yeah, hockey. Um, I don't know. It was just never one I got into. I like listen. Obviously, enjoy the sport, like the game, but as far as playing it, it I just never got into it. You didn't like hockey. I like hockey. Don't of like course, hockey, but hate hockey. <laughs> Yeah, you'd actually hear right. Sports radio. You're in this market. I hate market. hockey. Sign I would, Declan. I would do great in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. You know, I, I want to. I, I wasn't going to take issue with this, but I just said your name and I remembered it. A lot of people named Declan are following me. You're just you're following me with one account, right? Like you don't have a bunch of Declan <laughs> accounts. <laughs> no, just one. Yeah. I what know. the hell's going on? Yeah. Listen, the name's growing. I saw a study, and I'm not. I'm not I don't want to get too off track here. I know we have a lot of text about the Oilers that we want to get to, but I saw a study that. The for Al- Alberta boys' baby names in 2022, Declan was one of one of the more popular ones. It was like top uh, 20. So yeah. we're growing, we're coming, and we're taking the throne. Well, I like Declan. There are some Alberta baby names when I haven't spoken out about it, but I'm going to soon because some of the parents are. You, if you're naming your child Narkvok, you're making a mistake because they got to go through life like that. Yeah. Maybe you're just a big Star Trek fan, <laughs> but you're probably right. 
It's a disservice to the child. Well, it, it, they have to live with the name. And imagine if they make it to the league and then the announcer's got to pronounce that. Like, it's pretty selfish. Okay. How do you spell mother? Uh, Murgatroyd? Could you tell me? It's just wrong. Get a name out of a book that has a meaning and that other people have been called. Innovate another way. Peewee is now U13, Adam U11. Hockey Grandpa Jim, okay. Minor hockey helps drive the economy during the winter months. Rural Alberta, gas, food, lodging for Marty, you bet. Not sure how the Oilers could send Gleason down from the looks of how good he's playing. Small sample. But I, you know, if there's any injury, I think he makes the team. Oh, damn it. Flash in the pan was Hey St. Peter and Media Man. Who did driver's seat? Sniffing the tears. Shoot. I sent you in the wrong direction. Well, you know, the brain is a funny thing. Probably one billion in underreported beer league refing revenue that they're missing from Weeksy. Well, I've got I, I have at least two friends who uh referee in beer league. And I so I would never say anything about any anything bad about their brilliant referees. I wasn't able to tune in yesterday. Did you bring back Metal Monday to bring the balance to the force? I never did. That was I think that was Davo, the, the JMO that did that, right? Metal Monday. I was not a Metal Monday guy. I I adopted it because uh, Awanek and and JMO had it, but the the Twang Tuesday was me. I think I'm I'm more of a Twang Tuesday fan than I am a Metal Monday fan. The thing about metal is, I could be a Funky Friday guy though. Well, you know what? If we can get Earth, Wind, and Fire on and on Fridays, I'm all for it. Mm, see, I was thinking we that's would... the way that that's what I want. That's Yow. pretty good. Of the, I love that. I was thinking it would just be Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Okay, well, Deep you've cuts got to go, go sit in the corner. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, right now. Fault. Mike's going off. Okay, all right. I mean, I'm sorry I had to do that. But go Jays from Jeff C. Interesting fact: Flash in the Pan featured Angus and Malcolm. Young, Young's older brother, George. Okay. <laughs> well, I thought it was interesting when I started. Yukon has seven with less than 50,000 people. That's not too bad. I'm a Yukoner. And then he mentions Dylan Cousins. Yeah. George Clinton and Parliament Funkadelic better be part of Funkadelic Fridays from Ontario Moms. Well, of course, but we're, I don't want to steal stuff, right? Like Twang Tuesday, I feel I have some ownership of. I was the one who suggested it. And then after a want spent 16 years researching it and finally found Patsy Klein, then we did it. But that's, you know, the, the Funk Friday and the, Hard Rock Monday or whatever it was called. See, I, what's the what's the difference? Is Deep Purple Smoke on the Water, is that heavy metal? I don't think it is. I don't think of that as heavy metal at all. So Hard Rock Monday I would do. Because okay. if, if we're doing something like that and we don't play Smoke on the Water or most of Machine Head, then I don't want to play. This just comes across as a little elitist towards metal. Well, also, what is metal? Like you know, like I like grunge. Is that metal? No. So then yeah. I can't play. I can't play all my favorite grunge music. Like 
you know, if I want to play Neil Young's um, Powder Finger, that's not heavy metal, but I want to play it. It's too narrow. You know, we don't have to do this. We don't have to put these restrictions on ourselves. Like, we're, we're just creating a problem that doesn't need to exist. Well, Deep Purple is metal, not heavy metal from Stu. I don't want to go into that. I really don't. I don't want to go into that. Like, Twang Tuesday, we can include just about anything in Twang Tuesday. You know, the Rolling mm-hmm. Stones did some country songs. Sure. We could do Country Honk or Far Away Eyes. Actually, I would love to hear a Stones country song. I don't know if we have any. LT, did you know Billy Joel did Salisbury Hill? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what I love about that is it's just it's the gift that we'll keep on giving. It's like immediate automatic show prep. All you and I have to do is show up in the building and somebody can text that in and it's it's a giggle. Giggles are very underrated. I mean, flat out laughter, it takes you away from your work, but a giggle, you can giggle and go right back to work. Yeah, I really, I really dug myself a bit of a grave with that one. But I will say, in the uh, goodness of the show, being the thoughtful guy I am, anytime there's a dead space, Billy Joel, Salisbury Hill, instant content. Well, I think, I think, not a big deal. I, I will tell you, I've been in radio for forty three years, and and it means even more than that. The fact that people are texting in means that you've endeared yourself to them. That's good. I appreciate yeah. that. They like you. See, the way, and, and, you know, not all of our listeners are male, but predominantly the, our, our listenership is male. The way men get along with each other is to say the most awful thing they can think of about someone. That means you're a good friend. Well, I'm glad I've made an, impre- made an impression. Right. And, and so, you know, it'll get worse, you know, as we get to know you more. We'll say more, sure. you know, things that are that are unacceptable. Right. You know. I would have liked it. To have been for my sports knowledge, I think I bring some, a little bit to the table, not a lot. You but bring I think a I, lot that we I don't think, know. That's well, why you're very valuable. Okay, your I MMAs that. and your your rowing and your <laughs> swimming yeah, and your tiddlywinks yeah. and everything yeah. that you do. You know, I mean, what what would you consider to be areas that you could contribute at a high level on this show, sports wise? Combat sports, mixed martial arts, and boxing, college football. NFL football, NBA basketball. See, that's all stuff I'm not real strong on. Well, then we are a match made in heaven, we totally let me are. tell you. We totally are. If you want to know, I can tell you that Rommel Canada played in the Expo system in 1969. You're not going to get that anywhere. Never in a million years. No, you're not going to. I can nope. spell Sheldon Canagieser. <laughs> that's pretty, that's pretty impressive. damn straight, I can. I don't even I think can I can spell Jacques Perrier, and I can tell you why Sam Pollock should have gone to prison. There's a lot on this show you'll get nowhere else. By the way, the Oilers did make some roster moves. Xavier Borgo has been loaned to the Condors. Scored two goals. <laughs> get sent out. Remember when Stuart Skinner got a shout-out? Bam! You're gone. Love it. Seth Griffith and James Hamlin placed on waivers for the purpose of assignment. They'll both go through. Lavoie is still here. And so is Philip Roberg which, you know, is incredible based on what I'm reading online where he can, you know, he's unable to tie his own shoes and yet he's still here. It's amazing. Truly amazing. I meant what I said earlier. If you are mad at Broberg or other defensemen on the Otis, spend 40 games watching another team. See how bad they are when you stare at them every night. Mistakes happen. That's sports. And hockey, defense, 
You're doing it on skates, for God's sake. Really hard. Okay. 1237. On the way, NHL rumors. I gave you the good one, but there's others that I will have for you on the way next. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440. Stones have a a brand new album coming out. And two songs have been dropped. And I was talking to a friend of mine. I was saying, Jagger's voice is better, stronger, more alive, and more emotive. Emotive? Emotional? There's a word there that fits. Then I would say at any time since maybe some girls. Uh, and I know Mick Jagger's voice really well. And she said maybe it's AI. And I... Could you do that? Yeah, like can can I personally? No, but like you yes. know how they did. Remember the 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 share had that. Do you? The, yes. Which yes. did that little tweak thingy with the voice? Oh yeah, AI is doing everything now. Like they're taking artists who have died and put them putting them making them do covers of songs that are going on today. It's crazy. Also, I want to be clear. I cannot do that. I don't know how AI works. In if, that if AI brings but... Sam Pollock back, I am going to lose it, man. Oh, there's definitely AI Sam Pollock out there somewhere. I hate life right it's now. It's crazy how Damn. how this thing works. One day I'm going to write a book when people want me to write books. Right now they, I wrote a book and then there hasn't been a big call for, for a second book. Um, I want to write a book about Sam Pollock and it'll blow the lid off canned dog food and the National Hockey League. I'm just saying. It's out there. You know what else is it is? It's, it's Socktober. Once again, for Operation Friendship Senior Society, the goal 10,000 pairs of new warm winter socks for low-income and homeless seniors. This is an outstanding program. All this month, drop off your donations at the Sports 1440 lobby in West Edmonton Mall during business hours. Go to sports1440.ca for more info and other drop-off locations. I noticed that there's Mondo socks in there, and we need more. What a great idea. One thing we know about our community is that we do get together and help each other out, and that's a great cause. So there's some waivers. I mentioned to you Hamblin and Griffith from the Oilers. This is via Chris Johnston. Based on waivers today, Alec Regula, Daniel Radouf, Anthony Richard or Richard from Boston, Riley Walsh, also from Boston, Parker Weatherspoon, Eric Colgren, Jared Bernard Docker, Matthew Highmore, Jacob Larson, Igor Sokolov. Docker and Sokolov are really good names. I think they'll get taken. I don't know what Ottawa's doing. Tanner Lashinsky and Cal Peterson, both from Philly. There might be some more come in. There was only a few names there, and sometimes these waiver wire thingies, they come in late, but there's some good names on there. I don't know. I, I said a minute ago, and I truly believe Ottawa is like they're off the off the grid there with some of the names that they're they're passing along via waivers. It is now time for our rumors segment. I mentioned this earlier, but Word is that Matt Greslick might be available via the Boston Bruins because a young man, Mason Lowry, Lowry um, this might be Victor Faust all over again, is ready. And so Greslick might slide in. The Bruins are always looking to drop some coin because they're high, high, high to the cap and they need a center. So maybe that's something we'll see. Derek Steppen has officially announced his retirement. 890 regular season games. 120 playoff games over 100 over 13 seasons. Now, if it had been 130 seasons, we'd have a story. That's a lot of games. He got a lot out of his a lot out of his career. 
Condor's got a great, great, great player today in Xavier Borgo. The worry I had about him, I have him ranked as the number one prospect by the Oilers. And his outscoring at even strength was eye-popping. He led the forwards as a rookie. That is just stellar. And you could see it here in the fall. He anticipates while he turns over pucks a lot. He's very quick with his hands, a, a big brain, you know, and I think they've got something here. I know he plays on the wing, and maybe he always will, but I think this guy's a player, and he's going to Bakersfield now, and he's going to play. I think we'll see him in the National Hockey League, in the National Hockey League regular season before the end of the year. You want to write that down, Declan? Yep. Yep, writing it down. This is in, this is... He'll be in the NHL before the end of the year. I'm always amazed at at Edmonton because if you blurt something out on sports radio in Edmonton, it comes back to you. Yeah, people don't forget. Sheldon Kanegeezer and his brother Gord are my family from Ontario. They both played in the NHL. Gord sadly passed away last year from a battle with ALS. Both amazing guys. Scott West from Sherwood Park. I remember both of them. I had both of their hockey cards. But I had just said I could spell Sheldon Kanegeezer and... Scott, who's related to them, chimes in. That's amazing. That's like six degrees of Sheldon Kanegeezer right there. Excellent song. The Stones haven't put out a good album since Exile on Main Street. Sir, that is not true. No, sir. No, sir. That is not true. No, sir. I cannot agree with that. Exile was a great album, and so was Sticky Fingers that came before it. And I would say that we're talking about peak era Stones, but that was not the last great album they put out. No, sir. I cannot agree with that. No. No, I would say that that quite a bit of Goat's Head Soup was good. There were a couple of cuts. Star, Star was a you know a bit a bit much, but it was good. It's Only Rock and Roll has one of the... And I'm sorry it's on the song It's Only Rock and Roll. But man, that's a great riff. Oh, Keith Richard was so good. Some Girls is a great record. I incur, I know that it's disco. And I know people get just madder than hell at disco. Listen to it. Go find the disco mix of Miss You. And listen, t- listen to that bass and tell me I'm wrong. That is a wicked song. And so is Beast of Burden. And when the whip comes down... <laughs> a little bit of a lyrical theme on that one. Um, and then, there, like, I, I, I mean, I thought, I like Dirty Work. I will say that. Steel Wheels got a lot of attention. I, I'm going to argue that Some Girls was the last great Stones album. And we'll leave it at that. Best Stones album, Beggar's Banquet. It was very good. I This is what I do, and I do it all the time, and I can't help it. But I go between Let It Bleed, Sticky Fingers, and Exile. And Exile has some songs on it. They're like, eh, maybe you got to cut that out. But it's a double album. Sticky Fingers has so many great records, so many great songs on that album. There's not a bad song. And the, the riff on Bitch, holy cow. Wow, what a song. And then Let It Bleed has Gimme Shelter, which might be the best song ever. Mary Clayton with the high parts. My God. You, if you listen to it isolated, you can listen to it isolated online. Her voice cracks. That's how high she was singing. Okay, enough of that. The one pet peeve I have about Major League Baseball is these afternoon playoff games. No other league does this. Why can't they just make it in the evening? I get it has to do with TV, but come on. So many people can... 
can't watch the first round of the playoff games because they work. Low Tide, please use your powers and change this. Yeah, MLB and I get along. We're in we we're in march step. Lock we march in lockstep is what I meant. Am I having trouble with words today? No, you got it. You got it wasn't that bad. Okay. If you didn't address it, I don't, I don't think anyone I, would I think know. I slept too well last night. <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. I had too much sleep and now I'm I, I'm built up. I'm all I'm all built up with the words. Oilers win and straight to bed like a baby. I was in bed by I think ten o'clock last night and I slept my son woke me up at about six thirty five today. Mm. That is unusual. That's eight and something or other hours. Um anyway, the Major League Baseball and I don't get along. Major League Baseball is ugly. The owners, the game itself is beautiful. I love the game. But the owners are, like during the the pandemic, the owners basically said, oh, God, do we have to? We got to turn the lights on. We got to hire people, and they're going to want to be paid. Then we got to, you know, it's going to be flying everywhere, and people are going to want to see the team, and it's going to be an all-star game. (sighs) I don't even like the game. That's what Major League Baseball owners did. They were just the most jerky guys and girls, maybe. I don't know if if there's any women owners, probably. And, like, you know, Korean baseball was popular because people wanted to watch anything. And they're like, oh, no. Really? Can't we just, you know, we're rich enough to rise through any of this we could go 10 years and not have to do anything do we really have to i'm on a boat i'm out here in the middle of the atlantic and i've got enough food for 10 years and i don't care about the little people that's major league baseball owners so i don't get along with them at all but i also love afternoon baseball because here's something that could happen do you have a really good friend did you have a really good friend yeah it's you no, do you have a really good friend? Oh, I thought I did <laughs> until right now. No, of course, yes. Okay, right now because I'm I'm old and nobody thinks to call me, but you're young. Yes, you could. You somebody could text you right now and said, "Hey, two thirty eight, two thirty eight is first pitch. Can you meet us at blah 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 bar and grill and charm school and tire retreading?" Mm-hmm. And you could be there, and you could you could have drinks. And then you could say, I got to call a cab because it's 7.30. And then maybe you stay late because there's another ball game that you want to watch. And then it's 1 o'clock in the morning and you're flying to Vegas. Yes. And that is the fun of baseball. You st- time stops moving when there's playoff baseball because nothing else matters. Job, out of hell with that noise. I could get another one. <laughs> that is that is the life of a 25-year-old. Things just kind of seem to happen while you're making other plans and... The Snowballs with, and one one comes after the other. Next thing you know, like you said, you're you're on the strip in Vegas and you're going to see a magic show. The problem with me making a joke like that is my life when I was that age was like that. But you guys are the, the, you're you're underpaid, you're underfunded, you don't get medical, you don't get a lot of stuff. So it's not like that for you. You gotta you gotta plan everything, which is too bad because it, you know there's a there's a thing that happens in life, and I'll use a Corvette. Sp- Thing Ray as an example, great car. Mm-hmm. I still can't afford one, oh, I'm but sure I'm you closer could. to affording it now. <laughs> but it would be no, it would be no good now. If I get in a Corvette Stingray, 
I'm hoping that my children laugh at me, take away the keys. No, I think you'd look good in a Corvette. No, I would not. I'd look like an old man in a Corvette. When's your birthday? You're not getting me a Corvette. You give me a <laughs> was, Hot Wheels. We'll find out. We'll I find just out I think that, that there's a I and I'm right on this. I'm not wrong. It's it's you know, you can't do that. You can't be an adult male in his 60s and buy a Corvette real. And I'm sorry, a lot of guys are getting mad at me right now, but it's just true. Man, it is. Get a Lincoln Continental. Well, you don't have to get that, but it doesn't well, have I mean, to be a Corvette Stingray. It's a lot of gas. Yeah. Honda Civic is fine. Toyota RAV4. A Volvo. Low Tide, I always forget your great taste in music. Some Girls is a great album. Beast of Burden is one of the best Stone songs. I agree. And you know what, what bothers me is people disregard it because it was during the disco era. But if you go, you go listen to that album, damn it, because Keith Richard, one of his best songs, Before They Make Me Run, is on that album. Yes. I'm telling you, I'm not wrong on this. You have to go a long way to find more of a Stones freak than me. What's the best opening line of a Stones song? Do you know what it is? Well, the way you say that makes me think you have an answer. So oh, I, gonna, I have the answer. I'm not going to guess and be incorrect. It's, it's a song called Happy. Okay. It's from Exile on Main Street. And the first line is, never kept a dollar past sunset. That's poetry. Well, it's also, it tells you everything. Like... Think of a sentence in a song that describes everything about a guy right off the bat. Bang. I, I, I love the Stones. We should do a Stones-like show. I don't know how we'd do it since we're a sports station. <laughs> this, is, this has become one a little bit. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I've always loved the intro to Honky Tonk Women with the cowbell. You bet. There's a there's an isolated guitar version of that where the the rhythm guitar plays and then the 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 solo also plays from from it's really good. That's a great song. Sounds like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. There you go. Old people aren't the only are, are the only ones who can afford sports cars. Buy a Corvette Tide and then drive. <laughs> The left signal on constantly from bones. That's what I do, you know, and I'd be, you know, I'd be walking or I made my daughter laugh so hard today and I didn't mean to. You know what I said? You know what I said to her? I said, I said, I got to buy some more pants. And Do you know where they sell Dockers? <laughs> and she started to laugh and she said, Dad, I don't think Dockers exists anymore. Does it? I think they do. Okay. Wow. For sure. I'm saved by the bell then. Anyway, gentlemen, if you're my age, don't buy a Corvette Stingray. It, I, I'm just giving you free advice. It just doesn't look good. It looks like a guy who wanted it when he was 20 and couldn't buy it and just held out and held out. And it sends the wrong message. It just does. It's like wearing jewelry and not doing up all your buttons. We're not there anymore, boys. It's okay. We got a lot of other things to offer, like good common sense. All right. We have two guests in the second hour and none in the first. What are you doing over there, Declan? Well, slacking, apparently. Lollygagging. 
is what you're doing. My plan, my master plan, my Tom Whamgams plan, and I'll make it quick because I know we have to get to an update, is just never book any guests. Then you'll be forced to be like, all right, Declan, tell us about college football. Tell us about, oh, tell us about you, mixed martial arts. You bomb. There Talk you go. about the NFL. Okay, well, you know. Master plan. On the way, Daniel Nugent Bowman from The Athletic. Also, Steve Simmons is next from the Toronto Sun to talk about the Toronto Blue Jays. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440, and it's time for an update. This is a Sports 1440 update. Sports 1440 update news for the Edmonton Oilers as Xavier Borgo has been assigned to Bakersfield. Seth Griffith and James Hamblin also placed on waivers for the purpose of assignment. MLB playoff action gets going today. Rangers and Rays with the first game in about five minutes time. But it's the Jays and Twins going at 2.30 with Kevin Gossman getting the game one assignment. George Springer will be batting lead. AJHL action tonight, three games on the slate. It's White Court in Camrose, Okotoks in Drumheller, and Bonneville in Blackfalls. All games going at 7 and all available to watch on flowhockey.tv. Oil Kings also in action tonight in Prince Albert versus the Raiders. That game goes at 7 and through four games this season. The Oil Kings are 2-1-1 with a shootout loss. The Raiders, 2-2 two two even. New addition to the CIS, new addition of the CIS men's football rankings. No change for the University of Alberta Golden Bears following their win on Friday against the Regina Rams. They're still at number nine in the rankings. I'm Declan Kruger, and this has been your Sports 1440 Update.